What Really Happened with your host, Mike Rivero. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network, where you'll find out what the Fukushima's going on. Welcome to our show today. It is Friday, March 10th, 2023. Thank goodness it's Friday. Thank goodness it's Friday. Thank goodness it's Friday. What a week it has been. And it's only going to get worse in the coming weeks here. Things are just really falling apart here. We've got a lot of news to try and get through today before we open up the phones for your comments, questions, observations, and opinions. Mike is in our control room taking care of business, and let's get right on into it. First of all, the uh, obligatory public service announcement, daylight savings time starts Sunday for those states that use daylight savings time. I think Arizona and Hawaii do not. Uh, but uh, everybody else does. So when you go to bed Saturday night, uh, any manual clocks you have, set them an hour forward. Okay, if it's it's saying 5 o'clock, move it to 6 o'clock. Obviously, uh, the clocks in your computer and your smartphone and the rest of it, uh, they'll take care of themselves anyway. So uh, hopefully that uh, clock, the doomsday clock over at the Bureau of Atomic Scientists uh, is not going to jump forward an hour because who knows how many would die in the resulting nuclear holocaust. All right, getting on to East Palestine. They are trying to do the cleanup here right now, and uh, they have discovered that some of the rail cars in that train had loose wheels. Okay, and they're saying it's a specific model uh, from a specific manufacturer, and the wheels on the axles were loose. And uh, they're saying this is an urgent safety issue. And uh, Pete Buttigieg, you know, pick up the white courtesy phone. Uh, but yeah, that's a real mess. All right, getting on to January 6th, the uh, uh, fury over the Tucker Carlson show and subsequent release uh, continues here. And uh, new videos are surfacing. They're being found. uh, And uh, one of the video shows Jacob Chansley, the uh, QAnon shaman, uh, still outside the Capitol building, telling protesters to go home after reading Donald Trump's tweet on January 6th. Remember, during his speech, Donald Trump said, peaceful protests, be nice, be calm, you know, no violence. And so the QAnon shaman was saying, well, just go on, you know, go home and, uh, in peace and everything. And we're seeing more and more videos uh, showing that it appears to be Antifa uh, that was uh, physically damaging the premises and trying to create a lot of a destruction. Another video has uh, reemerged showing the Antifa members dressing up as Trump supporters, putting on the hats and T-shirts and the rest of it. Uh, so it was definitely an undercover operation. And it basically uh, underscores the suspicion that Antifa is a manufactured group by the government to go on out and stage demonstrations. And nothing new with that. The government has always manufactured groups to scare you all with. Uh, The Symbionese Liberation Army was one of them. And uh, so uh, we're seeing all of that being replayed all over again. Now, interestingly enough, following Tucker Carlson's show on Monday, House Republicans are now launching a new investigation into the January 6th committee itself. And uh, Congressman Barry Loudermilk, chairman of the House Administration Subcommittee on Oversight, is spearheading this investigation. They're going to take a look at just how this panel was conducting its business, whether it was on the up and up. And we know that, uh, no, it was not. So he's got lots to uh, 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 look into there. Now, Speaker McCarthy is now vowing a full public release of all the Capitol's January 6th surveillance tapes. There were a lot of people complaining, why is Tucker Carlson getting it? We all need to look at them. And uh, I guess uh, Speaker McCarthy is saying, yeah, you're right. We're just going to make them all public, uh, put them on out there. Everybody can download them. Everybody can look at them and uh, see what's going on. By the way, uh, we were talking about how one of the videos released by the January 6th committee uh, had had its soundtrack enhanced with screams and crashes and all sorts of things. And the latest word is that work was done by ABC television, took it into an editing bay and just manufactured some fake news, you know, right out of the movie Wag the Dog here. And uh, another article on that uh, on the reaction to Tucker Carlson. This is out of Zero Hedge. It says, beware the non-responsive response to Tucker Carlson. And uh, 
you know, Tucker Carlson came out with hard facts and evidence about what was really going on. And so far, the only reply has been ad hominem attacks, uh, you know, smear jobs on him, screams that, uh, you know, seeing the January 6th tapes is a threat to the nation itself. You know, at the same time, they're getting ready to get us into World War Three, but apparently that's not as big a concern over there. And uh, <clears throat> so... Uh, uh, you know, when somebody makes specific claims and the responses are not specific, the response is not really a response. It's noise, and it's meant to cloud the air and confuse, uh, confuse the issue here. Now, as we mentioned before, Tucker Carlson's January 6th footage has created a legal headache for the Department of Justice, which is still trying to prosecute all these people that they've rounded up. Some of them have been in jail without a trial for like two years. And uh, uh, apparently uh, uh, one of the uh, lawyers representing one of the five Proud Boy members on trial uh, it basically said uh, Tucker's tapes off, uh, offered to the commentator by House Speaker Kevin Mark McCarthy could, you know, he clearly prove federal prosecutors hid exculpatory capital security footage. And the response from the Department of Justice, according to the Washington Examiner, is they're saying this new footage doesn't mean anything. They've had plenty of time for discovery, and they're not going to extend any of the trials. Uh, they're just going to ramrod them through and uh, throw all these uh, people in the gulag, despite very clear uh, violation of their civil rights. And uh, the fact that they were all set up, it was a hoax, okay? Now, former January 6th chairman Benny Thompson claimed that he never had access to the January 6th footage after Tucker Carlson released never-before-seen footage. And Benny Thompson told CNN he's not aware of any January 6th committee members having access to that footage. In other words, the January 6th committee never looked at the best evidence they had for what was really going on. Apparently, they started out, you know, with, with a uh, foregone conclusion. We're going to prove this was an insurrection. We're going to demonize Trump. We're going to try and keep him out of the election in 2024. We're going to demonize all Trump supporters and just make them so afraid of supporting Trump because supporting Trump, you know, should be a jailable uh, uh, offense here. And so they cherry-picked a few uh, pieces of video that they knew were going to support the uh, desired story, and they never looked at any of the rest of it. Now, does that sound like an actual uh, investigation going on, uh, or it was just an exercise in propaganda right from the beginning? Now, getting on back to the Proud Boys sedition trial, it has been halted because uh, there was a, a very wild uh, turn. Uh, there, there was this unintentionally leaked chat logs from FBI Special Agent Nicole Miller. Now, the FBI has its own internal chat system, but uh, because of the uh, public records law, they have to keep all of that on file. And some of this stuff was left on out. Some of it appears to have been deleted. And in this particular case, FBI Special Agent Nicole Miller revealed she was ordered by her boss to destroy 338 items of evidence. Okay? And the leaked chats also suggest that Miller failed to reveal relevant communications to the defense, potentially spied on privileged attorney-client communications, and was asked by another agent to, quote, edit out that I was present, end quote. Okay? And the revelations were shared in a filing by Proud Boy Ethan Nordian's uh, defense team uh, yesterday. And... Uh, the feds are now saying that, well, some of these messages and chats, you know, they're, they're classified and, you know, we, we really can't let you see what's in them, you know. And Jim Garrison had the same thing when he was looking into the, uh, uh, the link between Clay Shaw and the John F. Kennedy assassination. They kept saying, oh, no, we can't show. It's national security. You know, you're, you're not allowed to see it. Trust us, it's national security. No, it isn't. It's protecting their own rear ends from the fact that they got caught lying yet again to the American. American people. Now, there are other hearings going on about the weaponization of the government, in particular with social media. And Jim Jordan is, uh, you know, running that. And uh, basically, uh, one of the uh, uh, Democratic representatives, Daniel Goldman, came on out and said, you know, the government never told Twitter to engage in censorship. 
And he said, you cannot find actual evidence of any direct government censorship of any lawful speech. And when I say lawful, I mean non-criminal speech, okay? And uh, Jim Jordan basically destroyed that entire uh, claim here. And Jordan said, I'll ask unanimous consent to enter into the record the following email from Clark Humphrey, Executive Office of the Presidency, White House Office, January 23rd, 2021. That is the Biden administration. And it says, this goes to Twitter. Hey, folks, I just wanted to flag the below tweet, and I'm wondering if we can get moving on the process for having it removed as soon as possible. And then if we can keep an eye out for tweets that fall in the same genre, that would be great and absolutely destroyed the claim uh, by Daniel Goldman that the government, uh, uh, you know, was, was never telling Twitter to commit censorship. And they did. It, it, you know, it's there in black and white in the White House's own emails here. All right. Now, <clears throat> one of the journalists who's been covering the Twitter files, Schallenberger, Michael Schallenberger, uh, is also testifying in front of the weaponization of the federal government committee's hearing on the files, and he said the government censorship uh, is a mechanism only seen in totalitarian societies. Gee, you think? And uh, uh, there was a reference made to a censorship industrial complex at loose in our country right now. Now, the House has passed a bill to prohibit federal officials from pressuring social media platforms to censor content. The bill passed by a vote of 219 to 206. Uh, there is very slim chance this will get through the democratically controlled Senate, and even if it does, uh, Biden will veto it. And even if this you know, went all the way and became a law, it's not going to stop the federal government from doing this kind of thing. They'll just treat, try and be a little bit more crafty about how they're doing it. This government routinely violates the law. Uh, you know, the laws are just for you little people, you taxpayers and soldier breeders. You know, the, we're the government. We're above the law here. Now, the Democrats are blasting the threat of uh, what they describe as so-called journalists, such as Matt Taibbi and Schellenberger. And uh, they did that because uh, Taibbi and Schellenberger exposed this state-sponsored thought policing, a clear violation of the First Amendment. Okay, and out of the gate, ranking member Democratic Del Stacy e, uh, of Delaware, Stacy E. Plaskett, labeled the two quote so-called journalists as dangerous and a threat. But meanwhile, we're hovering on the edge of World War III. But that doesn't really seem to worry anybody. It's you know, it's an uncontrolled Twitter that's a danger to the country here. So what's really kind of interesting about that exchange with uh, Taibbi and Schellenberger, the Democrat-aligned corporate media spent four years depicting insults and criticisms of journalists as violent attacks on the free press. And today, uh, while one Democratic member of Congress uh, spent all day hurling invective at Matt Taibbi and uh, Michael Schellenberger, uh, they're perfectly happy with that. Uh, you know, it's okay. They, they deserve it, you know, because they're not on our side. All righty. Now, Wyoming Representative Harriet Hagman is out there saying that Democrats don't like the First Amendment of the Constitution. And interestingly enough, over on The View, Whoopi Goldberg came on out saying the First Amendment should be repealed. And I would like to remind Whoopi Goldberg that that First Amendment is what allowed her to say what she said during her stand-up comedy career. And so, you know, now she's got her money, you know, we'll, we'll just take it away from the rest uh, of the public. This, some of the stuff coming out of The View uh, is just obscene. Apparently, uh, Jane Fonda uh, was a guest on the show talking about uh, abortion and literally came on out and said that uh, uh, anti-abortion uh, members of Congress should be murdered. And already, apparently, somebody has taken that to the Capitol Police, so we'll see what's going to happen on that. All righty. Now, the uh, uh, State Department spokesman, uh, Price, uh, started uh, back in January 2021 with the Biden administration. Now he is stepping down from his position. A lot of people leaving the sinking ship here. He's going to be replaced in the interim by his deputy, Vedant Patel, until a successor is named. Alrighty, now, 
a former county elections commissioner in New York has pled guilty to applying for absentee ballots in the names of other registered voters. This is ballot fraud. And uh, Jason Schofield, 43, of Troy, New York, pled guilty today to unlawfully using the names and dates of birth of voters to fraudulently apply for absentee ballots for elections held in Rensselaer County in 2021. And uh, the announcement was made by U.S. Attorney Carla B. Friedman and Janine Giuseppe, special agent in charge of the Albany Field Office of the FBI. And uh, this this was a 12-count indictment. And in it, uh, Schofield admitted that in uh, 2021, he unlawfully possessed and used the names and dates uh, of birth of voters in connection with 12 absentee ballot applications. He electronically submitted in the voters' names to the New York State Voter Absentee Ballot Application Request Portal. So uh, he's pled guilty, and uh, he'll get a slap on the wrist. But it's another reminder that election fraud is you know absolutely absolutely rampant and remember the people who have been insisting that january 6 was an insurrection are the same people telling us that our elections are perfectly honest same same crew same gang okay all right let's get into covid uh there is a situation uh basically in the district of columbia uh, a mother of two children uh, is suing uh, Janine A. Rethy, MD, MPH. And according to the complaint, McNeil took her two older children to the Kids Mobile Medical Clinic, uh, operated by Georgetown Hospital, to complete their required annual physical exam for the 2022 to 2023 school year. And apparently, uh, Rethy, the director of the mobile clinic, held the children in the examination room longer than necessary and vaccinated them against COVID uh, over their objections and without consulting their mother. Apparently, the doctor said, you can't go to school without this shot. Okay, and just jabbed it in there and the mother is suing and I hope she wins. I really, really do. Now, there's an interesting article that came out of Blacklisted News asking if Anthony Fauci could be charged with negligent homicide for all the deaths caused by COVID uh, vaccines, okay? And uh, I think he should be, okay, Uh, because uh, he engaged in uh, deception and fraud, and he was pushing this vaccine, which uh, was known in the inner circle uh, to be potentially quite harmful. But they called on the media, said, tell everybody it's great. Tell everybody they got to have the shot. And a lot of people died. And <clears throat> it almost reaches the level of intentional manslaughter, in my opinion. But I'll settle for negligent homicide. Uh, meanwhile, over in Switzerland, the president of that country is now the subject of a criminal complaint, uh, basically because of the fraud behind the COVID-19 vaccine campaign. And uh, uh, this, could, this is going to ricochet around the world. This is, about, this is as big as Thailand suing Pfizer over the death of the crown princess uh, uh, from uh, one of these shots here. All right. Over at Judicial Watch, uh, NIH, a former NIH director, Francis Collins, emails revealed British physicians and scientists group recommended ivermectin for prevention and treatment of COVID-19. OK, remember when the corporate media was calling ivermectin horse paste and you really don't want it. It doesn't work. You've got to get the shot. You've got to get the shot. Ivermectin will never, ever work. And it turns out all along that there were doctors and medical experts saying, yeah, this is probably the best course of treatment. Now, a former CDC director, Robert Redfield, who's a virologist, uh, has slammed this gain-of-function research, saying it's not worth the risk. There has never been a beneficial medical uh, 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 advance out of -of gain-of-function research. It is explicitly used for weapons development and may have caused the greatest pandemic in history. We've got to take a break for commercials, and we'll be right back.
Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS, and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxysilver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. Oxysilver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile oxysilver through HealthyWorldStore.com. Did you know that essential oils have had a multitude of natural health and skin uses in history? but have been somewhat forgotten by recent civilization? Susanna's Secret offers 100% pure and natural oils at prices you can actually afford. Do you have a house or office with a musty smell or mold? Studies have shown that essential oils like the one in our Thief and Robbers blend will kill or inhibit mold, viruses, bacteria, and fungus. Just diffuse with it, and you will see the long-lasting effects that even synthetic chemicals don't achieve. Purifica! Another one of our products used to clean and freshen your house or give a natural scent when drying laundry. For that special lady, we offer a ginger argan oil in a beautiful cosmetic bottle or a pure argan oil, a natural acne-fighting product. Check us out at SusannaSecret.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret.com. S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret.com. Tune in Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 Central, to the Alternative Media with your host, Farron. If you've not been listening, this is some of what you've been missing. 2,000 mules, like you like you like to say occasionally, Farron, in your face. They, they, they might have a, a set of lactating mammaries available that could provide milk for their adopted children. Listen, news media, all pulling off this gigantic fraud. Rhino, neocon, cups. There's this wonderful thing it's called Vote With Your Feet. Move to California. I am a conspiracy factualist, and everyone else is a reality theorist. Hundreds, if not thousands, of ships came out of nowhere. Give me liberty or let's give you death. Any excuse to go in and kill yourself for this, this, this fraud of a government. This goes back a hundred years. When they come for your gold, give them a lead. And when they come for your guns, give them the bullets first. And God help us all. Politicians and preachers. Once sometimes told the truth We didn't throw wars for stone And sacrifice our finest youth With no video games or cell phones A house felt like a home Children fought and played together And stick upon a computer alone Welcome back to our show here. We're talking about COVID. And over in Germany, Divelt, a mainstream media outlet, revealed that numerous subjects who suffered adverse events, including dying during Pfizer's COVID-19 shot trials, were removed from the trial data. This is called fraud. And with fraud in the mix, Pfizer's legal indemnity goes out the window. And uh, so, yeah, they were lying about this all along. And, and uh, you know, it, it's easy to say it was all about the money because everybody involved made billions and billions of dollars. But I am of the opinion that the United States is preparing to wage World War III with biological weapons. And so this rush to get the needle in everybody's arm was to preserve at least the majority of the population from whatever horror it is they've cooked up in that Frankenstein laboratory of those. And that's why they were willing to uh, ignore the Nuremberg principles. They were willing to ignore uh, patients' rights and just say, you've got to have the shot, you've got to have the shot, you've got to have the shot here. Now, um, the Financial Times demanded that Twitter remove Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Ty and Charlene Bollinger and a lot of others for challenging the safety of the COVID-19 vaccines. And the Democrats are livid 
that Elon Musk allowed journalists to come into Twitter after he purchased the company and released damning information that the government, corrupt politicians like Adam Schiff, corrupt NGOs, big media and big tech colluded to censor, shadow ban and purge conservative content, which is why they're having that hearing in Congress right now. All right, let's talk about the international news. Things are getting very, very tense. Um, the Ukrainian army's 40,000-strong force has been spotted in the uh, Dnepropetrovsk region near Gulyapol and not near Melitopol. And uh, so they're, they're moving around trying to keep track of them. Uh, meanwhile, Ukraine is engaging in forced conscription, in some cases uh, down as young as 16 years old. And uh, the U.S. media is ignoring this. They're trying to create this illusion uh, that Ukraine has plenty of people willing to, to fight the Russians and go on in there and jump in the meat grinder for, for uh, Zelensky here. And there's another interesting article. This is out of South Front. Uh, apparently, Russian forces, when they uh, basically examine the abandoned Ukrainian posts, uh, they're finding large amounts of foreign weapons, but also a lot of drugs. And apparently, the uh, uh, soldiers, the Ukrainian soldiers, are being, you know, doped up. Uh, to make them aggressive and make them not be afraid of the enemy and just, you know, probably some variation on meth, which, by the way, methamphetamine was developed as a battlefield drug by the Nazi scientists in World War II. All righty. Now, NATO and the European Union are using B-4, B-9 nations to send fighter jets and tanks to Ukraine. And so they're they're trying to basically, you know, route them through other areas to sort of conceal what they're doing. It's not working. We all know what they're doing here. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Romania is saying that uh, airborne troops among 100,000 U.S. forces in Europe poised for war with Russia. So we have 100,000 uh, forces already in Europe getting ready to make stink face at Vladimir Putin. Now, there was a recent assassination in Transnistria. And uh, it's thought that it was carried out uh, by Ukrainian saboteurs, uh, the aim of which was to kill the current president of the Autonomous Republic. And uh, there does seem to be something going on in Georgia and Transnistria. Uh, and uh, an article in Zero Hedge is asking, is Georgia being targeted for regime change? And it would make sense from the U.S. point of view, because Georgia did didn't want to get involved. They've got enough problems of their own. Uh, but if there was a regime change and a pro-U.S. leader put in power, like we did with Zelensky and Poroshenko and you know, so many others that really weren't equipped for the job, uh, then they could open a second front uh, against Russia. And uh, apparently, uh, you know, Z Zelensky was praising protesters in Georgia for flying the Ukrainian flag and playing the uh, uh, anthem, uh, the Ukrainian anthem. And, uh, of course, once a second front opens, the world is going to realize this war was never about Ukraine. It was about trying to crush Russia and Russia trying to crush us back. All right. <clears throat> now, yesterday, hackers seized control of state media and they sent out a message uh, warning Russians to immediately evacuate to underground nuclear shelters and take their anti-radiation pills. They'd announced a nuclear strike had been conducted. It was all a hoax here. And when I read that story, it reminded me of something that happened in Hawaii a few years back where somebody was testing this emergency alert system and they sent out a message, ballistic missile incoming, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it turned out not to be true, but it, it sent everybody into a panic. Uh, people were putting their kids down into the uh, storm drains, uh, hoping it would protect them from a nuclear blast. So been there, done that, didn't buy the T-shirt. We got to take another break for commercials and we'll be right back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website 
by going to republicbroadcasting.org. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at tldtalk.com and join the social media revolution. Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach or a favorite song from the past or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your Terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Welcome back to our show here, and uh, we're talking about the international news. At the moment, we're talking about the situation in Ukraine. Now, following the massive Russian uh, strike on Ukraine earlier this week, uh, the, the propagandists were out there saying, oh, you know, they, they, they almost hit that reactor at Zaporizhia. And uh, it was running on emergency generators, and it could melt down. It could be another Chernobyl. And uh, apparently, uh, Renat Karcha, an advisor to the CEO of the Rosenergoatom concern, which runs the power plant, said, this is utterly ridiculous. They have 20 emergency generators. They have got huge fuel tanks. And even if the fuel was running low, they could truck more of it in. There never was a risk of a nuclear incident. It was just more fear mongering to get us to uh, uh, hate that evil Vladimir Putin. Okay, now, Story coming on out of TASS. The West is struggling to promote anti-Russian initiatives on Ukraine uh, at the United Nations mission. And more countries at the U.N. have been wondering why the West is supplying weapons to Kiev while claiming it is committed to peace in Ukraine. It does seem like a little bit of a contradiction there. And... Uh, 
so yeah, it's really out there, and uh, you know, you can't say that you're in favor of peace at the same time you're delivering cargo planes and trains full of tanks and missiles and landmines and so forth and so on. All righty. Um, now, we're looking at the latest dodge regarding the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, and uh, this came out after the, the Seymour Hersh expose of how the U.S., uh, assisted by Norway, uh, blew up that pipeline, committing an act of war against Russia and also against Germany, which owned half of one of those pipelines. And so all of a sudden they come on out and said, well, we have intelligence uh, that, uh, you know, some pro-Ukrainian rogue assets, you know, hitched a Chinese weather balloon and flew over the pipeline and snorkeled all down and, and blew it up here. And the most obvious reason uh, to suspect that this is a fraud is this is the first time they've come up with this story. Okay, if they were really seriously investigating what was going on and this had really happened, we would have heard about it long before now. So, like I said, the motto of Washington, D.C. is, if at first you don't succeed, lie, lie again. And that's what's going on here. Now, Russia is getting ready to distribute the correspondence with Germany, Denmark, and Sweden on the investigation of the Nord Stream uh, uh, sabotage among the members of the U.N. Security Council. And uh, uh, this is uh, uh, the first deputy permanent representative to the U.N., Dmitry Polyansky, uh, said they are denying any access to information. They are denying any participation, regardless of the fact that we are an affected party, so we should be part of this investigation. But they are just writing to us some letters saying that we're doing what we're doing and mind your own business. And that's another reason to suspect what's really been going on. It's Russia's pipeline. Why are they being kept away from uh, the investigation? Why are they not allowed to go on down and check out those pipelines themselves? All righty. Now, there's an interesting article out of Global Research, and it's titled, It's Zugwang for Biden in Ukraine. And uh, uh, that basically means it's over. And uh, they're drawing some parallels between the Washington Post revelation of Watergate uh, and uh, Seymour Hersh's revelation of the Nord Stream 2 and how the Watergate scandal resulted in the resignation of Richard Nixon. And uh, the big question is whether the Nord Stream sabotage scandal will be the undoing of the Biden presidency. Uh, One can only hope. Down in Israel, the protests are still going against uh, Netanyahu's plan to limit judicial independence. Uh, A new wave of demonstrations swept across Israel on Thursday. Protesters restricting road access to the country's main airport hours before Prime Minister Netanyahu was scheduled to fly to Italy later in the day. Now, thousands of demonstrators, some of them in a convoy of tractors, disrupted traffic in several cities. Others sailed a flotilla of boats through a maritime shipping lane near a major port. They are definitely incensed. Uh, They don't want their country turned into a dictatorship. And another story on the same thing, this is from Middle East Eye, how Israel's political crisis is fanning the flames of civil war. Okay? Uh, And civil war is a term that's heard a lot in Israel right now, and it's not just a figure of speech. It's an expression of overwhelming and unprecedented anxiety uh, like nothing Israelis have ever experienced before. And uh, remember, they all have uh, they all have guns, you know, really nice ones. What can I tell you? Meanwhile, Hezbollah announced it had uncovered an Israeli spying device near the separation line in South Lebanon. And this uh, device was disguised as a rock, was planted by Israeli soldiers near the Al-Abad site in the outskirts of the town of Hula. The group didn't provide any information on the device itself. Now, other similar spying devices have been found in South Lebanon, the heartland of Hezbollah in the past. Some of the devices included motion sensors, while others had electric optical infrared imagers or even signal electronics uh, uh, electronic intelligence systems so yeah they're they're getting tense over there now uh, interestingly enough uh, Iran and Saudi Arabia which have sort of been at odds over the last several years they've reached an agreement to revive ties and reopen their embassies they're re-establishing diplomatic ties and uh, China actually brokered this deal And uh, 
this is going to dramatically change the politics of that part of the world. And uh, Israel is going to be very, very unhappy uh, because uh, they want everybody uh, to, to kill each other off. And obviously, Saudi Arabia and Iran are moving in a different direction. All right. Meanwhile, the Pentagon is alleging that Russia is supplying nuclear fuel for Chinese nuclear warheads. And uh, the Pentagon is voicing concern over troubling reports of increasing cooperation between Russia and China on Beijing's efforts to build new nuclear warheads. Well, look at the U.S. aggression around the world. It's pushing, you know, countries together. They're, they're, they're lining up. And, uh, you know, Russia and China have been moving closer together uh, simply out of mutual survival. And... Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the U.S. government has created this mess. It's not China. It's not Russia. It's not even Iran. It's the U.S. that's going on out there with this attitude of uh, we will either rule you or we will kill you. All righty. Now, the director of national intelligence, Avril Haines, said yesterday China should know the U.S. is willing to go to war over Taiwan pointing to comments made by Biden that he would defend the island in the event of a Chinese attack. And uh, in September of 2022, Biden was asked if American men and women would be deployed to Taiwan if China attacked, and he replied, yes. And they never, they did not walk that back. So, yeah, they're going to go to war with Russia and China at the same time. And they're going to lose. I'm sorry, they're going to lose. Now, down in Australia... Uh, they're planning to buy up to five U.S. Virginia-class nuclear-powered fast-attack submarines beginning in the next decade. And uh, this uh, deal is part of a landmark defense agreement between Washington, Canberra, and London. Uh, and uh, they're going to expand the base down there uh, in order to present a new challenge to China. Meanwhile, uh, over in, in a hearing of the U.S. Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party, and they were out there saying, you know, China's bad, China's really bad, you know, they, they pick their teeth in public. And uh, two protesters uh, interrupted uh, this almost unbroken stream of tough-on-China rhetoric and uh, basically stood up with signs saying, China is not our enemy. So people are finally starting to realize they got to get out there, they got to attract attention, they've got to do things that allow the rest of America see for themselves that the American people are not on board with any of this warmongering. We are a war-weary people, okay? There's always a war someplace. We're expected to pay for it. We're expected to sacrifice our sons and daughters in it. And enough is enough. Meanwhile, the Army announced on Wednesday overseas deployments for units ranging from an armored brigade combat teams to an artillery brigade headquarters to Europe, the Middle East, and South Korea. So, just continuing to spread all that stuff. And by the way, you all got to pay for it here. Speaking of paying for it, getting into the economic news, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, warned this week that interest rates will likely be higher than policymakers at the central bank previously anticipated. In fact, he's saying there's going to be unexpectedly high interest rates hikes soon. So, folks, get your credit cards paid down, especially if it's got a variable interest rate. You've got to get those paid down or you are going to really suffer. All right, now Biden is out there with his new budget. He's out there saying, oh, we've got a great budget here. It's going to be wonderful. And uh, the president's budget would borrow $19 trillion through 2033 and increase the debt-to-GDP ratio from 98% at the end of 2023 to 110% by 2033, past the record set in this nation just after World War II. And... Uh, uh, basically, it would spend $10.2 trillion on interest payments on the national debt alone, more than it spends on defense or Medicaid over the same time period. It is that debt which is the biggest threat to this country, and the politicians don't want to do anything about it. The fact of the matter is Congress could vote to revoke the charter of the Federal Reserve any time they want to. But the Federal Reserve, the money people, Wall Street, they're very generous donors every election cycle. And we've got the finest government that money can buy. Now, Biden's budget is going to take aim at the fossil fuel industry with tax hikes. 
which means your price of gasoline at the pump is going to go up again. Uh, the price of heating oil or gas into your home is going to go up. And, uh, you know, they're, they're just soaking us left and right for all of this stuff. And Biden's budget asks for a massive $886 billion, with a B, for 2024. And uh, $842 billion of it will go to the Pentagon. Uh, the rest would go toward other federal agencies' military spending, including the Energy Department's nuclear weapons program. And uh, during his little speech announcing the new budget, uh, he mentioned equity 63 times, transgender 8 times, and queer 7 times. But he only mentioned uh, fentanyl twice, and the word opioid appears just 4 times, which kind of shows you where Joe's priorities are definitely lying. All right, there is a big stink going on uh, up in Silicon Valley. There's a bank there. It's called Silicon Valley Bank. It has been seized by federal regulators after a run on deposits pushed the bank into collapse. This is the largest U.S. bank failure since the Great Recession in 2008. Remember Lehman Brothers? And uh, California regulators shuttered the bank Friday, and the FDIC immediately took control of the bank's $209 billion in assets and $175.4 billion in deposits. Uh, the bank is the uh, had been the 18th largest bank in the United States and primarily catered to the tech startups and wealthy entrepreneurs of Silicon Valley. Now, apparently they had a branch over in New York and uh, the Silicon Valley Bank Manhattan branch called the police on investors trying to pull their cash out. Uh, you know, uh, and uh, uh, the Boston Tech CEO with $10 million in that bank describes it as the worst 18 hours of my life. And you know what's really funny? Uh, just last month, CNBC's Jim Cramer was urging viewers to buy Silicon Valley Bank stock. Boy, how, this guy makes so many mistakes, okay, and they still gets a paycheck. I mean, they're, they're treating him like a meteorologist is what they're doing here. Alrighty, and uh, Silicon Valley Bank is already talking about how they want a bailout. They want a bailout here, and uh, <clears throat> you know, I mean, one of the reasons they're in trouble is all those uh, Silicon Valley uh, social media companies have been deplatforming us, uh, you know, for years now, and as a result, they have lost audience. They're losing ad re ad revenues, and they're in financial trouble. And now they're saying, "Well, yes, we've been c censoring you and controlling your thoughts and everything, but we need some of that taxpayer money to keep in business." And I would say, definitely not. Okay, you know, let them deal with their own mistakes. Meanwhile, General Motors is asking employees to take a voluntary buyout. Uh, it's a way of cutting jobs without technically laying off any workers, which would have some ramifications with the union. Meanwhile, people are looking at the commercial real estate bust, and uh, they're saying the tsunami has arrived. Uh, commercial real estate is where all the naked swimmers are showing up, and the big reveal has arrived almost overnight like a tsunami, sucking all the water out of the bay and carrying a few of those swimmers out there uh, with it. Meanwhile, over in Europe, they're adding Ukraine to its gas cartel. And uh, it's not like the EU has a lot of gas to spare with the loss of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, but they're going to say, yeah, we've got to take care of Ukraine. We've got to, you know, tighten your, uh, your, your, your valves there, people in Europe. We've got to send your gas over to Ukraine here. Meanwhile, Secretary of the Treasury Janet Yellen uh, is basically shrugging over India's oil deals with Russia. Uh, now, that deal, which is done in their own indigenous currencies, is a further threat on the dominance of the petrodollar. And uh, back in 2017, Yellen was out there saying there would never be another financial crisis in our lifetimes. Then we had the repo crisis and the reaction to COVID lockdown policies uh, had uh, prompted the biggest response by the Fed ever. And now she's out there saying, I don't think the dollar has any serious competition and it's not likely for a very, very long time. Well, Janet, <clears throat> your pants are on fire. Down in Egypt, inflation there is out of control. It's hit a five-and-a-half-year high uh, last month. It's above 30 percent. 
Uh, in fact, it was 31.9% up from 25.8% in January. They are in serious, serious trouble over there as well. All right. So let's talk about border security. Um, Pseudo-Governor Katie Hobbs uh, is already making her allegiances uh, known. Uh, she's defunding the border security in Arizona, and as a result, cartels are moving their smuggling efforts west. They're going to be pouring across the Arizona border, which means the people of Arizona are going to be dealing with a flood of illegal immigrants, not to mention the fentanyl, uh, the increased crime, and uh, all that goes with it. And uh, remember, there's a big scandal where Katie Hobbs has been accused of accepting money from the Sinaloa cartel. We've got to take a break for commercials, and we'll be right back. My name is Don Wiskin, and at 42 years old, I suffered a massive heart attack, lost 35% of my heart to damaged tissue, and was supposed to spend the rest of my life on disability. What did I do? I took Extendivite, a garlic and cayenne mix of seven herbs which rebuilt my heart and gave me back my life. For over 17 years now, I have made this formula available to you, so you don't have to suffer the same thing I did. Clean your blocked arteries and strengthen your heart and boost your natural immune system. I'm 60 years old now and I still work every day. To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Extend your life with Extend Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. times like these, you can't depend on the government to keep you warm and fed, but you can depend on the Vermont Bun Baker to do just that. With the Vermont Bun Baker, you'll never be in a situation where you can't cook, bake, fry, boil water, or heat your home, all at the same time. One of the most revolutionary cook stoves, wood stoves ever, the Vermont Bun Baker is available with or without soapstone veneer, a natural stone that retains heat and radiates it back into the room once the fire is out. A beautiful addition to your home, the Vermont Bun Baker has an efficiency rating well above 75% and qualifies for the wood stove tax credit. For more information, watch the Vermont Bun Baker on YouTube and live stream or visit us at www.vermontwoodstove.com. You can also reach us by calling 1-866-SOAPSTONE. Don't ever be hungry or cold because the power's gone out. With a Vermont Bun Baker, all you have to worry about is what's for dinner. Wall Street Wizards on the land From a mental institution Claim private retirement funds Yeah, they are the best solution But when the markets crash You'll be asking where's the cash Guess them folks in D.C. Must be smoking Texas hash And welcome back to our show here. We're talking about immigration and the border. 
And uh, getting on back to Joe Biden's 2023 budget, uh, he is asking for more money for the migrants. Okay. And uh, uh, let's see, they're, they're out there talking about money to overhaul the network of nonprofit groups, shelters, training courses, travel routes, health care checks, uh, which get low-wage migrants into the jobs that would otherwise go to better-paid Americans. So anyway, now over in New York City, Mayor Eric Adams is planning to send migrants to college uh, at taxpayer expense, and they're talking about $1.2 million dollars. And uh, they're uh, basically uh, the mayor plans to provide as many as 100 migrants with 12 months of classes, room and board in upstate Sullivan County. This program could last forever. And frankly, how about we send American kids to college so they don't spend their lives as slaves to their student loans? That strikes me as a much better idea rather than giving illegal immigrants yet another reason to come across our border. All right, a uh, little bit of a win for uh, gun freedom. Visa and MasterCard have announced uh, they are going to halt their tracking of gun shop purposes. There was a huge, huge backlash, and I guess uh, uh, whoever wanted to track gun purchases realized that people are just going to pay cash for the guns and for the ammunition, not put it on the credit card. And that means uh, less business for the credit card companies, and they weren't very happy about that one at all. Now, uh, Goldie Hawn, remember Goldie Hawn, had a huge career, began with Laugh-In, um, uh, other movies like Death Becomes Her, and a whole slew of stuff. And she spoke out this week, blasting cancel culture, saying that it is ruining comedy. And yes, it really is. And she's saying that, you know, nobody has a right to cancel you if they don't like what you're saying. Turn off the TV or radio or change the channels. But this whole cancel culture has got this attitude that they know what's best for the rest of us to see and hear, and uh, I don't recognize that authority. Okay, Nobody has a right to tell me what I can see, read, hear, uh, or, or write. That's a guarantee from the Constitution. And again, a government that refuses to abide by the Constitution is an illegitimate government. All right, Michael Moore is back. Uh, he's announcing his latest boycott. And he's calling a boycott of Walgreens because the pharmacy chain announced it would not sell abortion pills in 20 states. And uh, Newsom is shutting Walgreens out of California businesses, won't renew the $54 million contract over that decision to stop selling abortion pills in some states. Well, in those states, the abortion pills you know, may not be legal. And uh, the people may not want them. Now, interestingly enough, there is a lawsuit saying that the FDA's procedure for approving this abortion pill was unlawful. You know, like the COVID vaccine, it was just rushed on through. Let's get it out to the marketplace as quickly as we can. And who cares what it hurts? All right. We're going to take a break now for station identification. The phone lines are open. 512-248-8252. We've already got a caller on the line. We'll be right back. John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. 
So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.